Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Bloody Football Podcast. <laughs> How good is this? Eh? What a life we lead. And I'm joined today by Craig Fowler. Hello. Hello there. Uh, not feeling too well, Fowler. I've got a bit of a cold. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I was drinking the last four days. Four days? How's he done it? I've seen you drink one day and been paralytic for four days. <laughs> yeah, comatose for a full week after it. Uh, I'm good at handling hangovers now. I'm, I'm better. I've, I've done I've done well recently. You've been training. Is this you training for your stag day? Is that literally yeah, what thanks, you're right. <laughs> uh, Literally every day, time I go, I just have to say to myself, right, just every pint I have to think of, right, this is... Yeah, I've seen you drinking water and stuff. It's yeah. a smart thing to do. There's nothing wrong with it. We're bloody adults. Yes. We'll get pissed eventually. It doesn't matter. It will happen. Yeah, I know. Right? And we always talk shite anyway. And talking to talking shite. Seamless. Joel Sked, welcome. Hello. And Hello. how are you today? Ah, all right. Have you been? Have you been <laughs> <laughs> done any fun? Still listening to Christmas songs constantly? Is that your life still? Just uh, no, I've actually. Um, do you want to just go into hotties or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my hotties. I have finally, I've, as of this morning, listened to my first ever Desert Island Discs podcast from the BBC. All right. With Stephen Graham, would recommend it was uh, the actor from the single night. Yes, yeah. and he's he's Mark been an Irish he's best friend. Yeah, he's, yeah. An, he's been an Irishman. Uh, the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> been an Irishman most recently. <laughs> And uh, yeah, really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. The Beatles, he's scousey, so he would have said that. Do you know that? Stephen, no, no, oh, no St- Stephen Graham's a very good actor, uh, but you do notice whenever he's in British stuff, his character is always, always scouse because uh. I think it's hard for him to do literally any other accent. And no, he was doing accents on it, and he was English he ones, English ones, London, uh, London one. Really? Right? Okay, yeah. right, because when he was, even when he was an Irishman. I didn't think his accent was bad, but you can still kind of feel the scouse just slightly under it's the surface. So hard when you've got wanting to break to through. I think so. He was he was saying about how he'd left he'd, he'd left Liverpool. I think quite young in his uh, young in his life to go down to London. He now, now lives in Leicester, and he's just still he's got such a strong oh, right. strong scouse accent. Uh, so and then I've uh, who did he pick? Probably give us a flavour of something. He picked Oasis. He picked uh, Shakespeare. He started off on fire. Shaka Khan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he finished off with, uh, I don't know who the actual, uh, the main artist was, but it was featuring Dizzy Rascal. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it, was, it was a widespread 
Featuring Dizzy Rascal. Yeah, it was featuring Dizzy Rascal. Would that not be what's her name? Florence in the Machine? Nah, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, it was it was a song that I had heard of once. No, no, I had the hair. Your days on a disc, you picked Dance for Me, Calvin and I, and I fucking went through my head up very fast. <laughs> no, I. Oh, boy, you're doing it in the dance floor. Oh, fuck that. Sorry, I'm going in the water. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a shark? Wait up. <laughs> wait, wait for me. Um, so, what's your, so what's your holiday? Just Desert Island Discs? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. So, cool. I started listening to. Uh, he's, he's got quite a. Uh, he's got a really interesting story. Started listening to Noel Gallagher. Not a fan of Noel Gallagher. I'm, I'm starting to become not a fan of Noel ah, Gallagher. He's becoming a knob as well. He's managed to. Coming. Well, no, but you know, we managed to go full circle. Everyone always thought that Noel was the same one. Liam was the knob. We went full circle now. I, I, they're both knobs now. yeah <laughs> uh, but I'm doing, I've noticed in life now that there's yes. now generally consensus is that Liam's sound and Noel's an off he mentioned Noel's uh, a Tory and Liam's can labour <laughs> no but I was coming on to that because he did mention he was that he had been out with he mentioned Morris he was talking about the Smiths he chose the Smiths obviously and he was talking about Morrissey and the interviewer was like oh do you get out with Morrissey he's like oh yeah I really love, uh, love him I was out, of, out for a drink with him in LA and I was uh, just laughed so much because he was bullying Russell Brand and that feel was like a, fuck that <laughs> bullying Russell Brand um, I suppose that could be quite fun as well to be honest um, right um, you got any um, or noughties hotties I quite like this is a damn rubbish one but still uh, I like around about the Christmas period the Christmas kind of sandwiches you get at the, like supermarkets oh yeah, yeah like, like the turkey one with the turkey sage and onion cranberry juice cranberry sauce I mean Usually, I'm kind of this kind of stuff annoys me when, like, supposedly foods have certain you know periods in time. Like, you have it like during the day. You should only people think you should only like see to go for breakfast. Oh, for instance, yeah, yes, you can eat whatever you fuck you want at any fucking point of the day. It doesn't, really doesn't make that much difference. I I remember hearing someone uh, say to you, just as I was walking out of the canteen at work, uh, go, oh, is, are you having cornflakes? For your lunch, and I was like, just thinking in my head, oh, why have you opened that kind of world? Why have you opened that kind of world? <laughs> but I do kind of like the fact that you only really get these sandwiches at this time of year. I mean, sure, you get kind of one similar to it, but you don't mm. usually get kind of like stuffing or kind of cranberry. Uh, mm-hmm. just always, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of like it. Maybe it's just because it's Christmas. I kind of, Thank God, yeah, you know, well, it's a special m- time we're allowed to have certain things. Aye, yeah, I think that's the only time when I'm actually like, no, that's the festive baking, Greg's good. Christmas is probably the only kind of quote-unquote holiday that I properly subscribe to. No, I'm not an Easter fan. Easter? <laughs> I'm not a fucking child. So nah, no, Easter is shit. Uh, the Val- only good thing about it is getting time off. Valentine's Day is the biggest lot of shite ever. Uh, uh, <laughs> by every man ever. <laughs> New Year's is alright. Nah, yeah. like, she's just like drunk, really. nah, nah. I don't actually care that it's a New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, oh God, I'm going to change my whole life. I know, I <laughs> I'm going to drink now and I'll drink tomorrow again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just decided to do that New Year's resolution Drink more Drink more Less exercise Fuck uh, y'all A naughty <laughs> Would uh, be the English electorate Oh yeah of course Here we go Don't have to say yeah, anything more that. I don't even know I don't even know We had any more of that yeah. That was quite uh, We were quite angry At the pub Oh it? yeah We'd had a, we'd had a four, we'd had a couple of cans In here doing the podcast mm-hmm. There we went We'd had three or four By then So not enough to Get a motive When chatting uh, yes, I was angry enough that I... Uh, when those exit polls came out... I was angry enough that I tweeted Jake Humphrey and told him to take his face for a shake. Right. So. <laughs> how, many followers, <laughs> how, many followers, how many followers did you uh, lose due to your political ranting? I thought I lost 50, but it might... Uh, I don't know, to be fun, to Good be honest. fucking riddance. Right. It might have been 50, but it might have also not been fully aware what it was anyway. I thought I had a number, and then I thought it went down, but it might not be. All right. Um, a um Getting sent off for noising up fans. Let everyone noise up fans. It's brilliant. Oh yeah, I was going to say actually. No, we could talk about that. Um, we'll talk about that in detail. But I've just been in general. I just I like a bit of that. Surely I like being involved as a fan. I like it when players do that because it means that I am impacting on the game, and that's surely the thing, much that, the thing annoys, sort of feeling when you're. The thing playing. that annoys me about that is like it's one of the least consistent decisions mm. in football. How many times do you see? Kyle Lafferty not getting booked twice for giving Celtic fans a red hand ulster. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get in this in this Ever's, in this country. That is as bad yeah. as you're going to go. Morelos is celebrated directly in front of Hearts fans. I mean, he's not done the get it up you side, uh, but I mean, it's I mean, it's hardly the biggest swearing in the world. Uh, yeah, oh no. 
But so, I mean, and that corner, he, 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 he was surely they want that that wee corner. They're loud mouths are brash. It's kids who've got their drums. Surely that's good. Ah, it's just it's just annoying that sometimes they do it and sometimes they don't. And you think like when Scott Brown's got his arms out in front of the goggy stand, like about two yards away, and doesn't get booked, you think, well, that could cause problems because mm. everybody in that stand fucking hates Scott Brown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Morelos does it in front of the Mullow fans I mean they hit him as well it's just like it's one of these things it just seems to be a time cost whether the referee actually gives a card or not it's, there's, I think there should be for fans a certain satisfaction when a player gives it back to you absolutely I think it's, it's, it's funny as if you're winding a player up and he's, he, he either bites back or um, slags you back or I was, just gives you a gesture absolutely like, I think one of my favourite ones was the relationship between Paul Hartley and Hibs fans because don't get me wrong most of the time during that period he did get up the Hibs fans but there was a couple of occasions where he lost it and Hibs fans got on top of him and you saw him ratting and raving and it was a fun because you knew every game you were going to be having that with that specific player and I, and I, and I liked it it was, it was good fun another naughty from me shaving your pubes <laughs> Uh, I done that on uh, yesterday, and I was using a brand new razor because obviously I've got a shaved head now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've started using. I've bought like so a good razor. Explain why you're shaving your pubes. Uh, you what, what's wrong with shaving your pubes? You're like Kent down there. Nah, I said You're like fucking Daniel Stendel down there. No, can you shave them when they grow back? It's like really edgy. I mean, you still need to swap. You must have that you're a hairy guy. You're a shitload. You must see your cock. Fucking scissors. Cut them with scissors. That's a decent idea. Sounds messy though. Fucking El Grimms versus a new uh, next article. Fellow's <laughs> <laughs> unkempt boss. Uh, I don't know, but after my, the problem was is that because it was such a good, I cut my cock twice. Oh. <laughs> actual, <laughs> actual blood. Uh, so that was uh, it was a horrible way to start the day. I was waiting. I was, I was five minutes late for meeting in the pub, cleaning up my bleeding cock. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So I can't like, go down the the old scissors the wee ones that you use for like um, that they always have in sewing kits they look I perfect. could use them uh, and you got a body trimmer a body trimmer isn't I? Mandy's got something that she used for shaving about just mm, <laughs> you could um, you can get them you can get your pubes lasered off if yeah you like that. that'd be great bag is fucking sir like uh, I'm sir and very expensive I'm yes yeah. um, but I'm, I'm going to swing this uh, background to um, less pube chat <laughs> I'm going to do a hotty slash naughty Pub on Saturday night. I uh, went to Platform Five. Made the way back from. It was your first problem. <laughs> I quite like Platform That's Five. Right, yeah. It's fine. I'm only. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Got a picture taken with Fernandy Mendy. Yeah, he was uh, Ray, yeah, yeah. Ray, uh, Rafe Rovers, uh, all known defender at Kelly Hearts. He, uh, while I handed my phone to his teammate for a picture, he leaned across to his teammate across me and goes, "Why is he getting a picture with me?" And I was like, "Rafe Rovers." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then so, uh, sh- <laughs> he's like, "He's that unfamous." Fair play. I like that. Self-deprecating enough. Doesn't even accept him. I'm not, nobody knows me as a footballer. I'm just a guy. And then uh, Sean's cancelled. Uh, Sean train were cancelled, so he come and uh, came and met us in the pub. But no, he train never got cancelled. He just fucking bumped it and ran down. <laughs> Some old boy, what well, a yeah, Hearts fan, uh, walked across and he said to me, "He's like, oh, uh, your TV show. You're the only one that talks sense." Like, I don't think he's got the right person. I don't think he's got the right person. And then, then he called. <laughs> so like, uh, Sean was like. He said something about the other three, and then Sean puts his hand up and he goes, Aye, he should call you Coco the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then in the, it was really busy, obviously, Saturday, yeah, loads of after Christmas the parties, well, yeah, right. yeah, loads of Christmas parties. And he sits down in the busiest area with a, a fish supper. And it Who then he does? Oh, this guy, no, this guy. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah. Stunk out the place. <laughs> He's making food as well on Platform 5. That's yeah. very rude. Uh, this no. guy seems like a no. <laughs> well, thanks for the Joel talk said, so there's your first Ah, yeah, he must have got an idiot, so... <laughs> um, well, talking of nonsense, submitting three. Livingston three. Um, I watched the highlights for that. Was any goal not avoidable? It was good fun. It was what we want. Scottish football style. Yeah, so in fairness to submitting, uh, their, their back line was just a... It's incredibly bad. Mackenzie was missing, is that right? Uh, yes, yeah, it was McLaughlin and alongside, let me just get this player's name. Scott Glover. Never, yes, Scott Glover. Danny Glover. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Danny Glover, who's in the new Jumanji movie. Yes. And he's played, and then who, beca- who does he become? He becomes The Rock. Does he become The Rock? That'd be good. good yes. Uh, well, yeah, this guy defended like Danny Glover <laughs> at this age. And uh, Ryan Flynn as well. So that was the first goal. He made a. Uh, he an arse, of it. Nah, he made an arse to, to clear the ball first time and then Flynn made an arse as well so it's kind of one of those things it's usually when players are missing 
like centre half you kind of worry about it and if the team struggles or doesn't do well usually the goal kind of tends to come for somewhere else and isn't directly responsible but it was funny that this was the first two goals <laughs> sorry this was the first goal and it was the two exact players that were kind of pushed out of the defence when they didn't really want them there it was like right away ah oh, fuck <laughs> I would also so you say, Glover Dykes just uh, Dykes smartly just played on him I've seen that in the in the second half with uh, I think it was the the third goal was the third goal? Uh, Souda scored the third goal? Yes. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was the third goal. That Dykes just kind of... I think he just couldn't handle the uh, physicality of Dykes. But the first goal... So uh, Glover obviously missed the header. Flynn, awful attempt at clearing it. And then Ladke as well. I thought he was very... Uh, not slow, I just, I just think he... He could have got down quicker and had given a, a bigger push with his hand. Yeah. I think you could tell he was disappointed with it. The game, I think, epitomised the 10 teams below. <laughs> yeah, no, not even the bottom six. <laughs> just the just, other 10. Just the division as a whole without Rangers and Celtic. Just, it's uh, nonsensical. Yeah, Junior Gin- 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 starting games and scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. So. I was about to say, like, you, since you said he was shite, he scored a couple. Like, yeah, I has. It's not coming around to It's not very good. Abika scoring twice and Marais, because I've I, I seen it, it's like, whoa. I quite like a big because, Yeah, I quite like a big guy. He's a bully. He's a, he's a big guy and he throws himself about. Yeah. He's like, he's, he has two goals. He's erratic though as well. Uh, he's erratic. He's and like, he scored off his knee and then he scored the most deflected effort of all time. A big has never been goal. much of a goal scorer and to be fair, he's not scored that many goals this season. He's just having a, a decent spell recently. But he kind of reminds me He's similar to Uchi at Pezu, uh, but he's got... Oh, no, thanks for putting that Pezu, man, I've known who it was. No, no, but, uh, <laughs> for those who are just listening for the first time, <laughs> he's, got a, Uchi. <laughs> he's, he's got a much better touch yeah. than him. Uh, but he's a similar type of player and just really kind of relies on his physicality and bullies defenders. But he can bully them very well because he is huge. So muscular, Abika, and yeah, I've been quite impressed with him recently. I think he's a not bad player. I, I still don't really think Marais... Marius is like crap. <laughs> no, he's like he's so wee as well. Yeah, he's yeah. quite powerful. It's a kind of weird makeup for a player. Yeah, that low centre of gravity. Yeah, he's like annoying your legs. Yeah, <laughs> stop annoying my legs. <laughs> um, Souda scored two. Joe, uh, what's your take on Souda just in general? You used player? the word already. I think erratic. Yeah, uh, I think even Stephen Lawless mentioned that after the game is that he's he's not like had bad games. He's not had like really stinking performances. It's just that he does. Some things really well, does thing other things not very well. Tracking back, for example, mm-hmm. I think he well, he was taken off uh, earlier in the season because he just simply wasn't tracking the player the way. <laughs> simply that, not doing uh, it. Holt and Martin deal wanted him to. I think it's understood at Livingston he's got a lot of quality to see with his, his, his two strikes. And he. The second one's quite funny because it's like he takes a really nice touch, but then it looks like a good goal, but then when you see it in slow motion, ah, he smashes off his face <laughs> and comes back from it. <laughs> not, not quite as good as you thought. It was, it was, don't take it, get it wrong, it was a good efficient, a good finish, but I think he he, he kind of uh, highlights the, the way Livingston have maybe tried to be a bit more attacking, a bit more, play a bit more football, and uh, rather than going maybe quite direct. Livingston, though, that's the third time this season they've given up a two-goal lead. That's weird, though. It's not something you would think about when you think of Livingston. No, exactly. I was Martin Dale's Livingston. Yeah, there's a lot of different things like that. Like, their home form's good. It's not, but you always think that Livingston's is. Right. And now they won't give us two goals. It's all just cliches for nonsense from, from last year, really. Because you, you think of them as robust, hard-to-play games, mm. but some of the goals they've gone up this season yeah. has been incredible. Their defensive record is is not good. It wasn't helped at the weekend. That which, which is weird as well, because I don't think anybody really has a problem with the defenders. I think no. it's, it's, it's kind of well-known that Lithgow wasn't, was probably the weakest of the three, and he's still there, so that's he doesn't an issue. Game. A lot of the time. No, I, was, I think he's been. He, was, he had his injuries. He had injuries. And yeah. then you've got Marvin Bartley coming back in. You, you think, thought oh, that. And he's been getting big plaudits yeah. as well. Gus, Guthrie, I think, reasonably well thought of. Yeah. Uh, Can we go to his goal. How annoyed are you if you've got a, you're defending a free kick that is about 40 yards out central? And you can see the goal directly from it. Not even from a knockdown that someone... I mean, he's dinked the ball in there. It's a nice ball, don't get me wrong. It's a good and header. It, and it's a good header, but that's an awful way to see the yeah. goal. Free kick from middle of the park, 40 yards out, and the guy's a free header uh, from about seven yards, knock it in. That's like, that's perfect. Yeah, um, one that uh, you could talk about the defender if you want, but I was going to mention uh, Craig Sibbald. I was, no, I was just going to say. I was just going to mention that Livingston. I think that there was a big, there was a big issue. The fact that 
at half time Aaron Taylor Sinclair had to go off so they switched to formation so if they were playing 4-2-3-1 Sinclair went off Lifko came on and they went with a back three and I think that just it maybe didn't throw them but it, it didn't have the desired effect yeah because they've not played three at the back much no. this season uh, yeah Craig Sibbald has been in decent form recently and he's Probably be doing it in the top flight. I think it's quite encouraging. He's somebody that when you had that group of Falkirk players mm-hmm. that all kind of play, came through together at the same time, and Sibbald was the one that kind of got a lot of headlines at the time because he was, I think, the youngest of them when he was sixteen. I think when he played against Hibs in the semi-final, his career, unlike the rest, kind of stalled. You could even say that kind of kind of Blair Olsen had a, a quicker ascent than him because at least he Ooh, signed for St Johnson yeah. before, like leave, left mm-hmm. Falkirk before. You know, the rest of them, there was also Jay Fulton and, you know, several other of those other guys kind of went down to England. And he just seemed to, he didn't progress as you kind of would have thought. And then he kind of had the situation where he was kind of wanting to leave, but nobody was able to buy his contract out. So he had to kind of just stay another year until he got old enough. And then I think he looked, he signed for, he was at Livy last season, was he not? Yeah. Yeah, and he was, he wasn't great. He was all right. He was kind of a decent enough squad player. But this year, I think he's, and especially recently, starting to kind of prove himself as a, a decent first-team midfielder in the Scottish top flight. Now, we've said it enough times, Scottish top flight is not very good, but who says it's going to be any good next year and a few mm. years after that? So, Craig Sibble, finally, I think, maybe starting to show, maybe not quite his potential that we had him, we talked about when he was 16, but at the very least, actually proving himself to be a, a good Scottish full-time footballer. You're going to be Murray Davidson. That's what you're going to be. That's not Craig Sibbles' career. Yeah, different, a different, type, yeah. different type of player. Different type of player. But yeah, 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 the same career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just you'll be, you'll be good. I don't know if you, uh, you've got anything else to say, but I want to bring up uh, Stephen Robinson's attempt. Uh, sorry, um, Scott Robinson's attempt at winning a penalty. No, oh, yeah. Yes, I think they, they said it well in sports scene where it was basically like if he just he anticipates it. When he, but if he doesn't, he actually might have got a penalty because yeah. the guy does dive in. Ah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. He anticipates it, but he goes too early. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so on a Friday afternoon after school. Uh, during high school we'd always go to the AstroTurf and play knockout and stuff like that yeah. I did that exact same thing weekly to try and win penalties well, and, uh, and knockout and knock- <laughs> fucking hell I'm boring <laughs> you've got who's going to give you it though everyone else is, you don't have a ref the goalkeeper is the goalkeeper is the ref <laughs> oh yeah so he is yeah yeah <laughs> so I used to go I, as soon as I saw that I was like huh, yeah I, I did that I did that I know exactly. And that's what exactly you're what they to do. talk about when the players everyone copies it on the on the, on the actual, they actually do Joel done it Yes, um, and now did it better though. Uh, does anyone else add anything more on that wild game? Uh, Dyke done pretty poorly for the second to make it every three. single player did poorly for one goal. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was a shambles. Good fun though. Good wholesome fun had. Talking of good wholesome fun, um, I didn't eat before I got here because I didn't want to be too full for this. We're going to Tincastle <laughs> and we've got Craig Fowler and Joel Sked here for Harps nil and. The worst St Johnston team in recent memory won. They've got another clean sheet against Hearts. Is this the only second clean sheet they've had this season? I'm just... two, or, two or three. So I looked into it. So Livingston, Ross oh. County, and uh, St Johnston have kept twelve clean sheets between them. A third of them have come against Hearts this season. Yeah. Just... Mm. So <laughs> where did it start? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was when I was coming when I was thinking about. Uh, like notes and what to say. There's just so much to say that it's hard to put I, it in I, order. I'll go quiet. Knock yourselves out. Do you want to, talk, so do, do you want to talk about St. Johnson first? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Let's yeah, get yeah, the, let's get the quote unquote positives uh, out of the way. I, I mean, I, I went, I took uh, took to social media as uh, writers would uh, would write about players and said that St. Johnston were awful as well and didn't get a stick. But there's a few St. Johnston fans of uh, kind of question that but they were those two really bad teams St Johnston though were uh, at least kind of had a organisation a structure which I think Tommy Wrights wanted to drill in, uh, wanted to drill into them after recent performances you've seen it went to Kilmarnock they didn't play uh, brilliantly mm-hmm. there but they got the point and it was similar at, at Tynecastle yet they they third deserved to win and they probably should have won by more they were Kind of going back to old school St Johnston, maybe with, uh, I think it's going to be a wee while before they get back to that kind of, that St Johnston, yeah, yeah. you're finishing maybe third and fourth, but there were signs there that there is, um, that there's, there, progress will happen on, under Tommy Wright, there was the fact that Hearts didn't have a sh- 
have a sh- uh, shot on target says a lot about Hearts but also says a lot about St Johnson yeah. and the way, way they played who did they line up with at the back they had Callum Booth at left back Ralston Ralston and Gordon Gordon, yeah. Gordon yeah. yeah Gordon was supposed to be missing the game and that might have helped us <laughs> yeah because yeah, it would have been the duster or, or it just would have been Ross Duffy's best performance of the season yeah. <laughs> so it's not existent doesn't need to be do you right. see him because you, you look who at, would you say was Sir John? Oh, sorry, Johnny Gojo. No, you're you, just, you just look at the midfield with Murray Davidson, Alan McCann, and Jason Holt, and it's 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 workman like more than more than anything. You there's look, a bit of balance in that, though. There yeah, there's a bit of balance. You look, you look at that, and you got uh, O'Halloran and Kennedy uh, on the wings, and you've seen that they are they were able to counter attack. There wasn't much for Holt to do because the ball was flying over his head for yeah. most of the game. Right, right said after the game that he had watched. He'd watched Barnsley. Yeah, uh, understand. He was and very uh, dismissive. I really like that. I mean, how he really made it sound like this is a piece of piss. Uh, I watched. Uh, I just watched Barnsley a couple of times. So I knew to do that. Not done. Job done. I'm away. But, but he, was, he, was, <laughs> he was right because they, they got they got um, joy by just kind of going over the top of Hearts. You've seen it with the the early chance where my God, Berra tried to steam out. He, well, Berra obviously realised that he was. He had to have a high line, mm-hmm. so he kind of came out late, and then it left Hickey behind him. Hickey played O'Halloran on side. Zlamal was, I don't know, maybe in the Gorgi stand the time it took him to come out, and then Hickey did fantastic. Can you play with a high line with Denix Zlamal as your uh, goalkeeper? Or Christopher yeah, Ferris, your centre back. Or Colin Doyle as your goalkeeper. Joe Pereira, I didn't get to come off his line. That's not what he's getting mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> Tommy Wright, Tommy Wright, did the, the little, little Britain came out of him. Like, oh, they give it these fancy words, you know, that was a. I don't think Stendhal's trying to make it sound like it. it's not like a foreign like, just high press. I think it's pretty widely thought of as that. I, don't, I thought that was just like a, a dig there was really no need for. Yeah, cause I think never... he was just enjoying the fact that he was having a good time. I felt uh, positive for Johnson. I thought Matty Kennedy played well. Yeah, and... I, I think he is. Uh, he's a player who is always on the cusp of doing something. So like St. Johnson, even when they have been poor, he's always given them something. And I'm not a huge Calm Henry fan, but it was better than me when he came on. Yeah, did he just like that? That's what I'm saying. Talking about done. It's over. Talking about St Johnston has been really pure. So there was a large spell of that game where both teams struggled to put a few passes together, and then St Johnston don't have an out ball with me. It works. Mm-hmm. You can get, you can give him that. It works, but it's just sad. It's just eh? it's upsetting. We, we, I, I, I pine for the days, Joel. I know. Where Daddy Chiffy and Stevie May were brilliant. That's all I wanted. I want them as a straight partnership. That's all I've ever wanted. Yes. Yeah. Now I have to be watching lyrical about Jonathan fucking Abika. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I read, I was looking at some of the St. Johnston fans, a few of them uh, rating Callum Booth's performance. What did you think about that? I think he's a better left back than Scott Tanzer. Mm-hmm. He might be. I don't yeah, know. right back than Anthony Ralston as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I didn't think I wasn't too sure of the game uh, well I thought Bookham was probably about right of the game but uh, watch the back Ralston should have been set off like that's very early in the game what the fuck is he doing well when he goes oh, clearing into the yeah. back of him yeah but I saw that, that that's Ralston in a nutshell he's just really really rash and shite and aggressive um, yeah. right now for the good bit <laughs> talk me through uh, one to ten so I talk me through the problems I've, I've, I've got the I've got the the, the line up here it's Labal not good enough Michael Smith fine Halkett unfit Berra not good enough Hickey and unfit <laughs> Hickey the best player on Saturday for her Har- uh, yes and probably needs time at the for, even, for even his then, development even then I say he was the best player there's nothing good for him ah, okay. Sean Clare it's not going to work for my hearts Glenn Whelan doesn't <laughs> give a fuck Zanich it's I've never seen I've never what felt, are your attributes <laughs> just, I've never I've never watched a, a, a player be so risk averse and so boring Oh, Paul Heckenbottom would have loved him, eh? Right. Yeah, absolute Paul Heckenbottom dream. Jamie Walker, Hyder. Aidan Keener, nah. Stephen McLean, old. The chance when he went through, like one-on-one with the last defender, almost like a sight to goal. His finish was that bad, they didn't even make the sports scene highlights. When they let him run across his body, till it got so far across his body, then he tried to shoot. It just, <laughs> just, just sliced through the plane. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that, jeez. Uh, that was probably our best chance of the game it didn't make the highlights because his finish was that bad anyone else Steve McLean Shy. anyone else left there I, I went through one of the bench Machino came on at half time they changed the shape because Keenel hadn't been... I was assured that Machino was good 
I was assured by all angles, every Twitter, every journalist, and every Hearts fan that Machino was good. I think it was good to start with, and then we've just turned the rubbish. Managed to do another another one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was, I think, one mistake that Stendhal made. I didn't uh, like the team when it came out. Well, there was that. There was a starting line- lineup, uh, but when to to move to bring off Kina at halftime for Machino was fair enough. Kina wasn't playing well. He's got a really bad touch. Sometimes he's got a really good touch. Yeah, well, I, I got. I think the touch two best kind of opportunities because uh, it was a Walker shot as well and the McLean one I talked about I think both of them came from kind of Kina flicks yeah. around outside his boot like he's back to goal but just him trying to trap the ball it would just kind of bounce up and yeah. hit, hit him on his own face pretty much there is there, there, so, sorry so him coming off for Machino at half time was fine but then he put Machino to left mid and it looked then like Walker was going to play as the kind of second striker Walker just instead just moved into like a number 8 so it was then 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. And that was even worse than the four four two. There are uh, so many issues with with this this club. It's actually ridiculous that they've uh, the recruitment. At so least the Romanov years were fun. Yeah, you, exactly. you, got, you got highs and lows, and you got laughs. There's, there's no laughs. To be had. There's it's no just, highs. Just... Incredible. I think there's more character on the Romanov team than there is this one. Yeah, there, there was. There is. It's it's a bunch of players who. Like, don't want to go all um, your dad, but very, very soft, who are very scared at playing at Tynecastle and who don't want to take on responsibility. Probably there's a few players that don't want to be there. The recruitment, when you actually look at it over the Levine spell, has been absolutely, has been an absolute abomination. So you can say what you want about uh, Levine. He didn't didn't have any luck with injuries, but he signed a lot of players. He built up a big squad and... It's can just I, rubbish. Can I ask, because further, you were very negative to Duncan Mackay on a podcast when he had a go at um, Hart's recruitment under Levine. Would you like to retract that? <laughs> or, uh, are you still going to bury your head in the sand and say it was all good? I think there's a lot of problems, and it goes deeper than the fact that these players aren't good enough, because yeah. I don't think there's many there that are actually that terrible. I think a lot of them. You look at name, name, name. Bakhim Zanich. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was the one caveat I was going to throw in. He's Australian international. You think, right, okay. Is he an Australian international? Who's Zanich? Yeah, he's he's played in the World Cup for them. He scored in the Cup final. Remember in the view of the TV? didn't even bother telling anyone. Gary Quayle on the TV. Gary Cocker asked him who's the most difficult opposition. He played against Spain in the World Cup. I'll have to probably go with one of my teammates. You play for Hearts, they're all fucking shit. Um, is there anything else I mean what wait, I think um, is, is an outsider looking in what I worry about now is that Stendhal's talking about how he didn't his quote was it's going to be a lot more difficult to turn around than I anticipated maybe I'm adding words there but he definitely yeah, said pretty, much, said pretty much what he said that's fine I'm glad he realised it yeah quite fast but does that mean that we're going to have to wait time there's going to be more pain you're not going to get any sort of managerial bounce or any of that shite that people come out with it's going to take him till January to sign a few players uh, uh, and to implement his style so we might be talking about right. until mid-January late January February till Hearts start putting runs together like, like, is that not real risky? Like, like there's, there's, uh, yeah it's, it's a bad time for him to come in because I think he needs to but it was like, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot of players in this team that are necessarily that dreadful I think you could I think the signings in January need to come in, but I don't think it necessarily needs an entire overhaul. I think you could sign in a couple of kind of really good players, and then a lot, Two or three and then a lot of players could kind of work off the back of that. One thing he needs to do is he's got them doing a lot of like work and training to to do his style in terms of pressing. But I think he needs to set them all, not set them down, but get them all and say, right, you need to learn how to attack. Because I think Levine. Levine used to say this quite a lot, so I'm not sure whether this is this is accurate or this is just me reading too much into it. But Levine used to always talk about players expressing themselves and having the confidence to express themselves. And I was thinking, the more he says this, the more it seems to me like Hearts don't actually have a game plan for going forward. The game plan's just get to the, the shape defensively. Ah, yeah, get to the front players and they'll do something with it. And I don't know whether that still works. And I think Stendhal's maybe turned no, up. Definitely, it's easier to look after it to get a defence structure. St- Stendhal's probably turned up. Done it. Done like. Drilled into them about the pressing and then basically being like, right, okay, for this game, I don't know what you are like. Just go out there and express yourselves. And then he's watched the team who try to express himself and go, oh dear. So if he actually gets, if he actually gives specific instructions and an attacking end to Sean Clare, specific instructions to Jamie Walker, so forth, 
I think some of these players can come good. No, no, I mean, Jamie Walker looks fucking dreadful. I mean, no, he's a better player. No, no, I can, I can agree with you because it does happen sometimes when you concentrate on what a player's good at and you really let them just be... Really, yeah. I mean, the obvious example of that is always using Leicester when they won the league because it was like guys doing very, very specific individual roles and never really breaking away from that. And, it and I could see that could work out. But it's but without going all... Right, I'll be sports sound. Right, I'll be sports sound. Uh, so would it not have been safer... Because you've got a bit of a job in team, because you're in a lot of trouble, going for a safe hand till the end of the season with a bit of pragmatism and just getting through this. That drives too negative. I I think. No, I'll come back like, to you and ask you that after Boxing Day. Like, <laughs> you, you think something like Levine would could would be, be that? Yeah, would be that. Levine was the safest player. It's not. It, 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 Hearts fans want to change. You talk about they giving them. Um, space to create, uh, express himself in the final third but there's so many players who like Bizanich look at a blank canvas and they go oh that's sexy <laughs> they've got, they got no, they, there's, there's, that, there's not that cre- creativity in there and there's just there's so many problems with the club and again I was watching, I was watching the highlights this, uh, the, um, this afternoon they really noticed that at the game Spend one million pound on that pitch it looks fucking dreadful, looks dreadful. so like just dis- yeah. decision after decision from the club shite um, so it's a huge result for St Johnston moving yep. forward absolutely great in Hearts it's a real real bad moment because you've got home to Celtic and then get beat by Hamilton, Hamilton and then you've Saturday got Hamilton but that might be where you're going I, I, without blowing it and obviously other people support other clubs apart from the ones that we do but I think that game's massive now that Hibs game because if you get a result there even if it's a shitty 1-0 cross whatever That'll buy, that'll get some goodwill, buy them something where to go. But if you want to get turned over there off the back of bat, like a humping off Celtic, it just, the even unfairly on him, it'll just get ramped up I, so bad. I, I don't think, for the fans, I actually don't think they'll turn on him. I don't think, I think he'll get a but lot of money. But I think it'll be Budge and yeah. the players, the players especially against Livingston, the draw the other week. That you could, you're just with saying here that the, the fans are finally thought these players are just not in, not in it. Yeah, right. We've had enough on that, and I'm sure we're going to have weeks and weeks of that yummy stuff. But we're going to go to Fur Park now. We're moving to Sunday, where me and Fowler joined each other in the boozer yep. to watch uh, Motherwell nil Rangers two. Did you manage to catch that game yourself, Joel? Or? Watch highlights. Yeah. I was uh, at Celtic Park, so I'd, oh, so you did, yeah, yeah. Look, you're coming to Easter Road on Saturday as well, Phil. Friday on Friday, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just come and join us, man. You look like it'll be more fun. Do you go in the? Uh, do you only be going in the end? Uh, the way the Easter Road again for Rangers. Rangers. No, I'd rather be in the home end. Stay indoors. Um, but anyway, Motherwell no Rangers too. It was, um, pretty routine for Rangers but Motherwell got off to a sort of good start Aye, when they created the... that one chance but then after that Rangers without playing well never looked anywhere near in danger Aye, they, they talked about it in uh, sports you know there was too much I've got to add even though I saw it live which that Rangers really showed a lot of intensity this game having come off a, a hard game in Europe I think played the exact same team mm-hmm. so I mean they obviously know that every game's important Gerard can't really you would have thought he might have made one or two changes, but I think he knows himself he can't really mess about with it too much of the... I mean, it's a long season, but it's just the psychological factor of the full... We've the, got a two-week break. If they, if they lose a game, what, are they five points behind Celtic? Yeah. They're still two behind right now. So There's, if, a, there's a winter break. Ah, there's a winter so break coming. There, well. there is a rest yes. to be had. Just drive them into the ground yeah, until yeah. then. And then they've got a fortnight off, let them go to fucking Spain or whatever. Shithole that they choose to go to Dubai or whatever. Florida, Vacu- Florida before. Vacuous cunt of a place. They went to Florida before and uh, Jimmy Nichol danced with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, so hopefully we'll see more of that. that. Yeah, I'd be more than doing a bit of resting rather than drinking and dancing with SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't think he was drinking. <laughs> SpongeBob was. Uh, Motherwell were probably a bit disappointing. Uh, the, yeah, they had that early chance and then apart from that, there was like a, quite a few players who didn't play well. Alan Campbell didn't play well. Jermaine Hilton was. A, Realised he was playing. Yeah, yeah, Robinson mentioned the fact that I thought he would have got a Tavernier. I really did think that that, that was looking with. I saw the teams Hilton against Tavernier. I thought there's an avenue for Motherwell. And it just Ro- Robinson mentioned that five or you need all your all your players to be on top of their game to beat Rangers or Celtic. And he said that five or six of them were below par, and especially in the attacking third. Yeah, uh, Morelos was great until he got sent off. He's First half was just funny, just the amount of shots. Like, like he must have had at least six or seven in the first half. Again, I was uh, judging by highlights, but a lot of them were 
closer on target or is there a few like really really skew if ones because no, no, they, were no, all, they were all decent if ones because they, I think this is something that oh that terrible one when it got crossed in and he should have knocked it back and he put it into the side ah, net he tried to shoot the side net there's no way you're going to score it was I'm a bit just... like there was, there was no angle for yeah, him to score. Yeah, yeah. because there, there was times going back a few months or last season where he was I, I still think he he needs to improve his finishing I think still think he could be a better finisher but I think there was times where in previous in his Rangers career where some of them were just snatching them and there were just some really awful finishes but he's actually hitting the target now or making difficult chances seem like a half chance just because mm. he's improving yeah, yeah I mean the examples of that this season would have been his goal at Livingston uh, which was yeah. a great finish and that was like a proper finish if you know yeah. what I mean like not he wasn't lashing it he didn't roof in there it was like proper finesse well thought because you've seen against Celtic he tried to do that a couple yeah, of times yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's any disagreement I mean we were sitting there and our friend in the pub was commenting exactly the same about um, Relos's finishing he just thinks it's still quite poor mm. um, but he'll just what his main bonus is he, create, he makes things happen yeah. and he brings chaos factor but it's not chaos from him he creates chaos for the other team yeah, yeah. but he knows exactly what he's fucking doing um, and he's still cracking but yeah he can still improve and I think what, how scary will it be if he starts if he even knocks up he's finishing 5% I mean he's scoring 50, 60 goals in a season <laughs> if he's still, even though he'll be long gone by the time yeah, he yeah. that our friend we were talking about the perfect club for uh, Alfredo Morelos to go to there has to be a stop off before he gets. There. I don't know. I disagree with the stop off. Uh, I, think, I think he goes straight to the club. Atletico Madrid. I think Diego Simeone absolutely <laughs> love. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with this in terms yeah. of the Premier League, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I he could go. I, I think he go directly there as well. Yeah, I mean, one thing I think they've shown is especially Europa League. Really Vir- Vir- Virgil yeah. Van Dijk is that you can. Uh, so many teams should have just signed him from Celtic yeah. rather and let him. He didn't need that stop off. And I don't think he needed that stop off. No, he might have needed a year to acclimatise to a big club like Liverpool, but uh, he, would, some, he, he would have reached that height. Something, that height something yeah, and something just it, even though like you can, they didn't rate Scottish football so much or whatever. It's still when someone stands out so much, and it's not just about the it's the style of like Van Dijk was a baller. He was a Rolls Royce player. I think he was, you're right. He was always going to be able to transfer that to a different league. It didn't really matter. He was just that good. And I agree that I think Morelos and, and Edward are, are, are exactly the same. Also, and Christie's probably kicking about in that field as well that they could go directly over but um, Zephyr you want to mention about the goals Morelos we spoke about it on the Patreon Desert. he was a red but we hate the fact that oh, we spoke about it on the Hottie yeah yeah, 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 yeah we absolutely did so let's move on to Parkhead the other game on Sunday that we also watched in the pub on a dodgy yeah. stream I won't mention the pub um, yeah. um, but um, yeah three, was, Celtic playing 3-5-2 is probably the most interesting thing about this one yeah so the Jack Ross I was a bit pissed by now Joel so uh, so when I, when I was good because <laughs> I, I woke up in the morning and I just you read an article you wrote an article about this game and I was like didn't even notice any of that huge tactical change from that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I noticed oh Boyle's on the left now uh, I think I'm very that was the big thing so Lennon mentioned he got asked about it after the after the game from I think uh, someone from a uh, ninety minute cynic who just asked him about the the setup and it was he asked Lennon like why did you go three five two is it something you noticed with Jack Ross and he goes well they play a diamond so it was to play against the diamond you either match it up or go three five two he chose three five two and it worked uh, perfectly within mm-hmm. fifteen minutes Ross had to not basically completely change it so. Boyle's playing on the right-hand side of the kind of midfield diamond and he ended up at left wing-back just because Frimpong's pace. Stephen, you could see Steve, like Stevenson's face and his legs just shake. It's like, oh man, I can't do this for 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so Boyle had to protect him. Even without protection, Frimpong... Uh, Clear best player in the park. Just, it, was just, it was just incredible. Um, it was just incredible. Yeah, I thought like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really going to get too downhearted as a Hibs fan. I mean, this is what happens. Uh, the frustrating thing is we maybe sat, not, off, yeah. I sat off them a bit too much because I felt like it, we got to that part where they had loads of guys across the 18 yard and they were just probing and probing and probing and I always feel oh, it never works I always feel like you're just being so passive in that get when the ball's in midfield it's not going into that's them that's the thing so you've, but you've got Allen and Malin so you, you, you move I was surprised you move, that you brought Malin that you played Malin in that game I so was obviously moving Boyle out you've got Halberg sitting but it's 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 on Allen and Malin to kind of force the issue with Brown and McGregor, uh, and they've not got the legs to do that. They've not got they've not not got within themselves. I, thought, I, I would, I would have probably so. played Slivka, and I, yeah, and I, I think Slivka played good, played well. 
recently in a couple of games and uh, against the old firm in general, really over his hips career as well. He's had his, his only real, really good games. I think it was one of those games as a fan of a non-old firm team, you just go and you think, you kind of focus, you can focus on the positives, oh. kept on the two, asked some questions, maybe with some better finishing, kind of, I don't think he's had many clear chances, but there was no, some kind of opportunities around about the box. Bad, maybe, bad, bad, bad. Maybe, Canberry had a really bad day in there here. I thought yeah, but, he but, was, but at the same time, you could also see for the Celtic point of view, they, they say, well, they could have won by more. Edward missed, Edward missed a couple of decent chances. Uh, he's usually a bit more ruthless than that. And, I mean, did Celtic really get out of second, second third game? No. Lennon called his midfield three outstanding. Olivier and Cham was rubbish. It was, it was one of those where you just think, did he watch the same game as me? Sitting in the, you were sitting in among the, the Celtic fans, and even there, we get very frustrated with Cham. He was just, he has that capacity to be absolutely brilliant or just be honking. The, I wrote an article about it today about uh, for Hibs is the fact that there were so many comments like, "Oh, just move on, take two 0 defeated Celtic Park, take that shit attitude." You go there. You go there to compete, and Ross How mentioned after that uh, we don't want to just go there to be competitive and get a pat on the back. You go there to to engage because I mentioned that the fact that I'm totally so, so many managers come out and go, oh, "We're not going to be judged uh, by performances against the old firm." Brian Rice has done it. That's potentially That's eight games, that, six That's to eight games eight a season. You're just writing off. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally with. I'm totally with you, and I was glad when Ross came out and and it was again and maybe the fact that he I think he attempted to play on the front foot, Ross, but I think he got the team selection wrong. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think, think so. It just, was like both. It's like two sides. I think he done that, and that was good in an attacking sense. It meant that he wanted to score goals definitely, but at the same time, it actually stopped us being competitive and they been able to win the ball back. And we need to win the ball back early to create. Like breakaways and overloads, you need to. to we've still got players up there because otherwise, you're obviously going to revert back. You're going to be um, sitting deep. But um, yeah, I think just for Hibs, Boyle had that one chance really when he made it all himself and he curled it around the post. Naismith for that great ball from Malin when yeah. he took the touch. Touch really was a wee bit too heavy. And outside of that, I know nothing else there. So I was, uh, I Horgan, was Horgan's cross it, yeah, oh, yeah, Julian nearly scored the own goal. Yeah, and that was a, a bit. But Celtic got me happy again, similar like when they played Motherwell uh, when they got that two 0 after a big European. So many games just, up, just that's, just get fucking away goals. And especially Hibs are a bit of a bit of a Celtic bogey team over the sort of recent years. Um, and now we're going for a word from our sponsors. Was that right, Craig? Hi, it's Fowler here with a quick break to tell you about Beer Fifty Two. It's always nice when you're watching a mediocre to crap football game in front of the TV to knock back a couple of beers while doing so. Well, thanks to our friends at Beer52, you have the opportunity to sip eight free exclusive craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash terrace and cover just 4 95 for the postage. What's more, listeners of the terrace get two extra free beers, so that's a total of 10 beers. Beer52 traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California, Finland and many more. The beauty of Beer 52 is that they don't hold you to ransom. There's no lock-in and you can leave at any time. Your first box will be sent to you the next day. Just go to beer52.com forward slash terrace to get your first case of 8 beers for free and don't forget, the terrace listeners get an extra 2 unmissable free beers. That's beer52.com forward slash terrace. And dingle, ding dong o'clock. We're going to dingle where Kelly continue bad, bad form, really. Uh, <laughs> Kelly continue bad. Continue <laughs> Kelly bad. continue bad. And I've got a man to my left who wants to talk about Kelly being bad. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't want to be like a broken record, but it's just it's the same. It's the same problem. There's not much going forward. Uh, this game, uh, uh, Alessio tried to, to mix things up. So El Cooney dropped it at the team. Uh, they went away for the midfield three. They had... Uh, at least that's what the the team lineup said on sports scene. I don't, I don't well, know if I want to take that for gospel because it could be McKenzie in the middle. But uh, it basically, uh, he, he dropped, he subbed out El McCree for another kind of more. Four, four, uh, two, yeah. yeah, so for a more natural attacker. And it still didn't work because still didn't really create much, didn't really have many chances. And it's just, there's just too much of a lack of talent there. They're not, so they've lost, so they've lost three in a row now without scoring a goal. Or is it a draw and two defeats? A draw because they drew. I've uh, drawn two defeats without scoring a goal in the last three games. They've only won once in eight. Who was that against? Hearts. How many good did they score? Three in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Ah, but then that, you can also say that doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, I've just just having <laughs> the, uh, the point of both, both parts. 
And that's kind of that kind of that probably is a, a good indicator because that game was all about Chris Burke being excellent, and Chris Burke is still a good player at this age, but he's thirty six, and you know. Rory McKenzie. You don't want to be relying on him. You want it to be a but small also, player yeah. who does that three yes. or four times a season, the, and you got twelve points out of all that. The, all of the attacking players are <clears throat> exactly what you just said. Mm. Chris, Chris Burke, Rory McKenzie, Eamon Brophy. That's the one thing when I was watching Alex that you don't want to. William Miller. They're all just okay. Players. Yeah, you, there's not one player in there that you you want you can rely Brophy on. Brophy, you're going down to okay because you were all. You I mean, I, I've always thought he was a decent player, but he is a decent player. But he's, he's not, useful. But when he's he's not, he's not good enough to lead a team by himself. Yeah, you know, no, totally. I'm totally with you there. If you had, uh, he is one of those players who is kind of he'd be magnified if you had Aaron Menko beside him, yeah. or Greg Stewart beside him, but as. When well, I think anyone where, after what Conor Salmon done, I think anyone where uh, Conor done would be good. But when when he's having to kind of do it himself, he just he's very again inconsistent, and you see in his finishing is, is is very inconsistent. And I wonder what's going to happen now because the players still don't really like Alessio. It's, it's not like everyone's just magic. They're just a, a good bunch of pros that have continued to, to, that to do the stuff. Ah, he's, he's Alessio reverted back to the Steve Clark style after wanting to play expansive. So I wonder what happens now. Do they accelerate the rebuild? And does Alessio just have kind of carte blanche to do what he I wants for the squad? I or is it kind of, do they want to keep this kind of core together? Because this core, well, good, is old as well. Powers mm-hmm. in his 30s. I Dickers, would, like 33, 34? Yeah, yeah, I think it would work. O'Donnell's going to be away at the end of the season. I think it may be a smart thing to do because Alessio now, because he was pragmatic enough to go back, if you like, um, they've got enough points and there's enough shine in this league that there's no way they're going to get relegated. Exactly. So why not? Why not in January... If you can make if you can make a few smart signings, go for it and start trying to change that play because really they've nothing to lose. They're not going to. I think Hibs will probably end up finishing above them. I think Aberdeen will finish above them. I think Motherwell will finish above them. So it may be call me negative. I don't see them getting European football and I don't see them getting relegated. So why not like let's start building for yeah. the next the next team? Let's he's, build he's, that. he's mentioned he's mentioned that in an interview recently where he said that he's he still wants to put more of get his his style across more. So it's. Uh, I don't think you should write him off as just I mean, we know that players probably don't enjoy it too much under him but we shouldn't write him off as a manager because I mm. think he has to I think he has to reshape this commercial team he's shown next... being smart he's shown being yeah. smart and being willing to go against his own instincts yeah. because he thinks it's for the greater good and I always quite like that in a manager personally Craig Anderson sitting there rubbing his hands listening to this he can't wait till he fucking turns us all over oh, the right. seat's getting kept <laughs> <for this. laughs> uh, Ross Kelly, oh, sorry uh, just, just want to bring up the um, this is something that uh, Craig will like Brunescu for that winner uh, for Ross County's winner it was just a lump ball in the, the box he's he's standing on his goal line and he's like just come for that because he's shouting at uh, Del Fabro to leave it but he has just say Del Fabro leaves it. It's one of those which it could stay in the pitch and a Bross County player could pick up. He had no intention to come for it. And then he just, uh, he gives no confidence. Yeah. I know Craig said it, but you just look at him and he, I think he'll be quite a good highlights keeper at times because he makes saves, mm-hmm. but he just does not, just not. Does anything you want to say about Ross County? All I've got to say about them is that I think uh, Lee Irwin's starting to find his feet there. He, he looked good when he, because I watched the game against St. Murray, he looked good when he, he came off the bench in that game. He came off the bench in this again, and he's just kind of looking sharp. He's kind of looking, looking a bit more closer to the Leah one that was at Motherwell, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe not the one that was at Kelly, who didn't really do as much. Um, but it's still kind of early days, and he's, he's still kind of finding his way. But I was thinking good. as well, they've got quite a weird kind of forward line, and it's mm-hmm. but it's effective because they're all big guys who can who are mobile. Billy McKay's not. Particularly, the other three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross, Ross uh, Stewart, uh, Brian Graham, and Lee Irwin, they're all kind of similar players, no, no, I don't but they're always quite think awkward. They're be a bit different because like, Lee Irwin's more physical than them, uh, yeah, but he's, he's still team. a big guy that you can Ross Stewart's like, um, yeah, Ross Stewart's like really, really good in the air, uh, quite enigmatic, strange, awkward. Uh, Brian Graham's quite nowadays cultured, nice touch. Seems to be a very good finisher. Seems yeah. to be everything that Brian Graham isn't now. Um, so like they're all like they are all and, and Billy McKay's very intelligent. Works uh, hard. Works hard. Plays. Knows exactly how to play. Where he's back to go very well. He knows how to use the minimum size that he has. He knows how to use it. So if that was a Ross County fan. They'd be like, "There's no danger. They'll go down with all that with that enough quality." But, even but even the it's still rubbish. It's still rubbish. But at least they've got something going on because there's teams down there ah. who have nothing. Hearts. Hamilton, St Johnston. And they've got an eight point lead on 
Hamilton and Hearts. Oh yeah, they, they are. Uh, I think kind of midfield going forward. I'm still well. They're midfield two of Peyton and Spence. Don't because of their the, the amount of strikers they've got. They kind of need to play two, like kind of two yeah. of them. And I think that's where they get the best out of. But they need to find that balance in the field. Defence, it's good that he's not playing Keith Watson anymore. Uh, and now they need to... It's a technical term for shite. Despite him, <laughs> despite him being captain, Fontaine, I think they should they should definitely be looking for a centre-back in January. I mean, write another song, Fontaine. You're done here. Um, last but not... Well, yeah, least. <laughs> well, certainly the Aberdeen fans, because as, as it just the story continues... Getting results against shite teams and playing shite football makes Aberdeen fans very unhappy. I know, and uh, I, just you look at the team as well. It's so many attacking players in that team. He's like, but I, 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 he went quite. Um, he seemed like he was going the, for it. The, that three, the three behind, uh, uh, the three behind Cosgrove. I mean, I know McGinn's been a winger for years, but well, basically, all, hedges, right, yeah. basically, could all be like forwards. Mm. Just, uh, but still, boring. I, I did. I looked at the team and thought, yeah, that's that's, that's a really positive selection. And they're just like, nope. when are they going to score? But they, they create That's arguably their best team as well, kicking about. Bryson's was the only one that was. Right, because you've got Ojo and Ferguson. We're sure Bryson's going to be in their best team. No sooner enough of them yet. Yeah. Yeah. bloody December. So. so you can maybe. You can maybe play a 4 3 3 and then you could get rid of Wilson. Even though a few of the Aberdeen fans I was reading, they're thinking that there's, they're still banging this, there's a player in Wilson. Somewhere there is, yeah, there, there is. is. I think um, there is because he's, 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 you can see it in, in flashes where he the looks the Sean Clare All Stars. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like one potentially one of the best players outside Dog Farm in the in the league. And then there's others where you think this is. This, this, yeah. this, this, this can you just, could you record that and just play that on a loop, please? One of the best players outside the Dog Farm. At times, there's there's times uh, where it looks like a tiny be. moment. Yeah, <laughs> I am uh, unaware of these times. Yeah. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, you could see a 4 3 3 would be Bryson, Ojo, Ferguson, McGinn, Hedges, and Cosgrove surely being pretty fucking good. Yeah. You know? And then getting a new right back in, in January would be something I'd probably be looking to do. Um, well, fine, I was signed to play right back. But yeah, but they probably really play him centre midfield badly. <laughs> just because he'd done one good turn in a shot. Yeah, also, from a team at right back, I'm not sure he's actually, is actually better than Shea Logan at right back. I need to, and I think that if I was McInnes, I'd really start, because he is a, he's a smart arse, right? There's no doubt about it. He likes to change his team around, or he likes to do little changes. He, he does think he's smart. Like I said, I think I said this on the WhatsApp chat before, that Motherwell game where they won 3 0, where he moved everyone around and put them in round position, 1 3 0. That was a fucking wet dream to that guy. He was an absolute. What loving that? What did you actually? Oh, what did you actually say? That's even had a mirror on his ceiling and wanking over himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I think he really, really like he really likes doing that. But I think maybe right now, I think his jobs is in jeopardy as it's ever been. New owners, uh, I think it would be smart to stick with what you know is good. Add a couple of players in January and maybe go for it a bit now because you've been there for seven years. It has went stale and. Unfortunately for him, and this sounds nonsense because everyone always says result driven, result driven business, but he's beyond that now. He needs to bring hope uh, and fun to the Aberdeen fans if he wants to be kept along for this ride uh, with the new owners. Because when him, like, they could finish third with these all these one 0 wins and then losing, getting humped off Hibs, like, losing the old firm stuff like that, but that'll not be enough. Even though most fans would say it should be, but it's not. The Aberdeen fans are done. He needs to bring something else to the table. Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, Brian, Brian Rice said that the he's, it was quite. A, did you listen to his interview after the game? It was. It was very. It was, it, was, it was very defensive because I think he was being asked questions about the the fact that Aberdeen had a lot of chances. Look, Southwood had an excellent game again. He, again, yeah. Despite your disparaging comments, no, no, yeah, actually, actually looks alright. Yeah. He apparently he's very highly thought of at Reading, and you wonder why it's taken Rice so long to. Put him in between the sticks, Alan <laughs> Owen Ford, fucking really But he was he was really defensive, saying that oh, they, they were uh, Aber- uh, Hamilton were trying to go uh, win the game. They had a lot of possession, forty three percent according to uh, BBC, and that the the boys were couldn't give him any more. They were sweating blood for him. Um, what's their form well, right now? It must be terrible. They've not won a game in a long time. F one thing I, I def- remember was to defend them though. I don't think they've been. 
Pumped. Pumped. No, no, no. They're they're uh, they've been they've been relic. Other than getting beat ha- uh, five 0 by Rangers, being competitive. Yeah, because they remember- have uh, not won since the twenty September. So that was one, two, three, Bloody four. Hell. Because I was about to say, I felt like eleven games without a win. Because I remember they're still level on points of Hearts, <laughs> and they're going to be fucking beat Hearts on uh, on but Saturday. Well, yeah, and- Hamilton and Hearts cannot believe they're not bottom of the league. Uh, <laughs> dumbfounded. Um, but. Um, because I was thinking, I remember Tom Watt saying on a podcast um, a few weeks back, talking about how oh Hamilton they always get that win every five or six or seven. Nope. But he actually even said, but now it was kicking about eight or nine, and he actually questioned that maybe and now maybe he's maybe coming to yeah. But the next, but let's let's be careful because we always say this. We've done it for years. Hearts, yeah. Right. Surely this is the time Hamilton. They're playing Hearts at home next. Then they've got St Johnson at home. Mm. And then they're away to Motherwell. Now away to Motherwell, they should probably lose, but it's a derby, and that does add a little extra. Seven points. Hearts are absolutely stuck to the bottom of the table. What a life we lead. Would but not the be that, surprised. Uh, no, but the horrible thing for Hearts uh, before we, just before we finish, I know we're going. The one horrible, horrible thing. No, but <laughs> a real issue is you're go- going up against teams who do this every year. I always think that's a problem for the big club that's uh, at the bottom. Hamilton will not let their heads go down as long as they're in the mixer to get out of there they'll crack on because that's what they do that's their lifestyle that's how they feed their children <laughs> but, this... for, but for Hearts it's always that the players are not used to that scenario the confidence really will get low with lots of defeats and that can sometimes really be a massive leveller between sort of players that are meant to be better and guys who just oh, God, I do it for a bloody living I'll stay up I, um, I'm unfortunate I'm not going to make the game on Saturday but I think it's going to be the worst game of football uh, this season and I also think it's going to be the best game uh, that's, that's just because there's two absolute shit that it's, it's, it's just going to be something's going to be something's going to happen which is good 7-0 to Celtic on Wednesday 1-0 to Hamilton on Saturday 7-0 to Celtic I like how you'd rather argue about that god it's more like oh god it might happen actually <laughs> I don't think it will but uh, no, I'm, not, I'm not confident enough to argue with <laughs> you uh, right guys thanks very much yeah. Um, it's been nice chanting about football as always many years of doing this is great fun uh, you can get us on there's a Patreon I'll be out at the same time uh, that'll be on the $5 you, t- you don't no, dollars. $2 but come and pay for it there's loads more content we're all sound you can sort of help us move through our lives down this for more uh, terracepodcast.net twitter at terracepodcast talk to us do what you like tell us we're shite we like it. Uh, Joel, say good evening. Good evening and goodbye. Yeah. And follow. Why you get us to say good evening? Because well, it's night time. Yeah. Okay. And believe me, people might listen to this. Not at night time. I'd probably say our highest listener show would probably be on commutes, would be my guess. Yeah. That's when I always listen to it. Okay. So good morning. Goodbye. Good morning. Have a good day. Enjoy your food, then. <laughs> you could do the old Truman Show thing. Good morning. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.